0: Your Locked On Blues, your daily podcast on the St. Louis Blues. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another edition of the Locked On Blues Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Thomas Welch.
1: And I'm Josh Hyman.
0: and We have an exciting episode for you today. We're going to be talking all about Game 7, the Tampa Bay Lightning and the New York Islanders. One team will go to the Stanley Cup Finals and one team will go home. Pat Maroon could potentially be facing off against former Blues and Joel Edmondson and Jake Allen. Scott Mayfield is on the New York Islanders, a St. Louis boy. So there's a lot of implications here uh, that St. Louis fans might be interested in. But I am interested in Spotify Greenroom, so I want to talk to you guys about that, because today's episode is brought to you by Spotify Greenroom. So download the app and join me this week sometime. Uh, I think uh, we'll definitely be hopping in the Spotify Greenroom. So it's changing the way we talk sports. You can talk with Josh, you can talk with me, you can talk with a whole bunch of different locked-on hosts across multiple networks, NHL, NFL, MLB, whatever your heart's desire. Hop in, earn some gems and uh, create a little bit of communication about your favorite sports team. Should be a lot of fun. Game 7 tonight, Josh. My bandwagon team is on the brink of elimination or on the cusp of greatness. Your bandwagon team is already in the Holy Land. They're they're sitting pretty in the Stanley Cup Finals. Imagine your bandwagon team not being in the Cup Finals. The Montreal Canadiens won it in OT. Dude, when it went to overtime, I wasn't sure what was going to happen. I thought Cole Caulfield was going to score the goal. That would have been electric, but but they still came away with a victory got a little chaotic afterwards but uh, i think it's all settled down now i still think it's weird that they had what was it 3,500 in the actual stadium and probably like 30,000 outside an absolute mob like if they're gonna allow that big of a gathering like just open up the stadium and i think they're going i it wouldn't make sense for them not to open it up for the stanley cup final I don't know. What do you think, Josh?
1: Well, first of all, as a lifelong Montreal Canadiens fan, as you should, and I
0: actually no. I and, and 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 I know you have your whole
1: your whole uh, scheme where you try to trick people into thinking that you're a lifelong Tampa Bay Lightning fan. But I'll have to dig it up and maybe tweet it out. I went to a Canadiens Flyers playoff game when I was, I believe, like eight years old. Got myself a custom Hyman Canadiens jersey because my grandfather's a. Diehard Canadians fan. So I actually am a lifelong Canadians fan. My old Gmail account was HabsHyman at gmail.com because my grandfather helped make it for me. And I didn't want to reveal these details earlier because I didn't want people to think I was a, a trader from from you know the St. Louis Blues that I love so much. Um my Canadians fandom has taken a back seat
0: recently. But I'm gonna need you to show me the car facts on that, by the way. I'm gonna need you, I'm gonna need a screenshot of that gmail account immediately and posted to your twitter
1: all right yeah. I, I i will do my best to find it. i don't even know if that account exists anymore considering i used it when i was eight like i said
0: no excuses um it's the playoffs. <laughs>
1: i have attended a playoff game at le center bell and it was electric one of the one of the coolest sports environments i can ever be in one of my earliest hockey memories um and i just remember coming out of that having such a Great respect for that fan base, um, and just thinking like it was the coolest thing in the world to be a Canadians fan. Obviously, I was younger at the time, so it didn't stick. Um, but you know, I've always had a little a little place in, the, in in the back of my mind appreciating them and growing up as like watching my parents watch the Bruins. I was like, I don't know about this one. You talk all this crap about the Canadians.' they're, they're kind of cool. Maybe that's what led to me eventually jumping ship on the Bruins and, and joining the the blues fandom back so many years ago. But in in general, I've, I've always had respect for the Canadians organization and yeah, they have won the most cups and whatever. But I think it would be spectacular for the game of hockey if the Canadians won a Stanley Cup this year. We saw how much their fan base, you know, reacted, whether you want to call that a positive or negative reaction. I'm not going to get into that, but um, it's a lot of emotion with, either way, a lot of emotion. And with the new, you know, ESPN, Ownership of the rights. What, what better way to start off the, the new sort of era of promotion for the NHL than having one of the most popular and beloved teams? Well, maybe not beloved, but one of the most popular teams winning a Stanley cup. Um, and, you know, it's not like they're doing it with a bunch of goons or whatever. They're doing it with some young guys that are really exciting to watch and a goalie who has put more than enough time in at, you know, being one of the best at his position and getting disrespected because, you know, the rest of the team hasn't ever really battled around him to compete in the playoffs. And now this year they're, they're kind of a Cinderella story, which is unexpected out of a team with 87 Stanley Cups. But um, still, it, it's it's – I said it from round two on. I would love to see them hoist a Stanley Cup, and here they are in the Cup final. And the the hardest challenge may be ahead of them if the Tampa Bay Lightning come away with a win here in Game Seven. But who knows? That's that's why we're going to talk about it on the pod because this I think tonight's game could go either way.
0: Yeah, I think so too. And I think the Lightning winning one game eight to nothing uh, bodes well for the amount of offensive power and offense production that they bring to every playoff game, really, even dating back like three, four, or five years. Um, but if Kucherov can't play, or even if he does play and he's injured, I think uh, that is a huge blow, not only to the offensive production of this team, but also like the leadership core, uh, so that could be problematic. But I think I saw a stat today that said the Tampa Bay Lightning dating back to last year are 13-0 and after losing a game in the playoffs. I do think it's interesting that, like you said, the Habs were pretty much the cream of the crop and like everyone hated them I feel like in the 90s uh, because they were just consistently so good and now it's like the ultimate Cinderella story because if you guys remember at the start of the playoffs there was only one team that had worse odds to win the Stanley Cup than the St. Louis Blues and it was the Montreal Canadiens and now they're sitting pretty at the top of the league one of the best two teams in the entire NHL and could possibly come out on top so it's definitely gonna be interesting to see what happens tonight, Game 7, and who their opponent is going to be. I did see one um, f- fun fact that would actually be pretty crazy
1: if it does come to fruition. I believe it was that if the Montreal Canadiens, if this series, the Stanley Cup Final, goes to seven games, they have the chance to win a cup. with It's either at 500 or below 500 for the entire season. including the playoffs regular season playoffs if they if they go to seven games and either win or lose they would be either at or below 500 i don't know the exact stat but i'm pretty sure it would be like 36 and 37 would be their their final record or something like that i don't know
0: Um, that is absurd we're gonna break that down a little bit more when we come back uh, from this break and a word from our sponsors so don't go anywhere All right, Josh. So we were talking before the podcast about how this playoffs and the teams left remaining in the playoffs uh, could potentially relate to the St. Louis Blues with the Canadians doing as well as they did, had lower odds (laughs) to win the Stanley Cup than the St. Louis Blues did play a similar style, not the exact same, but the New York Islanders, I feel like have the same kind of structure as the St. Louis Blues play hard defense, uh, play system, cycle pucks. Uh, good goaltending. I think that's potentially what idea and mindset of Doug Armstrong is going forward. If you don't have to rely on Craig Berube to adapt to the speed and skill level of game or whatever, if you don't want to make a full transition to the speed and skill of guys like Robert Thomas, of guys like Jordan Cairo, of guys like Mike Hoffman, if you don't want to overhaul your entire personnel to match guys like that, I think using the pathway to success that The Islanders have kind of paid for you this season uh, and the Canadians have kind of paid for you this season uh, would be a good measurement of what the Blues could potentially do to mimic that in this offseason. The current state
1: of the Stanley Cup playoffs prove that there are kind of two different ways that you can establish yourself as a contender in the Stanley Cup playoffs. One, you can have just an absolute stacked roster and cheat by going eighty-seven million dollars over the salary cap and right. sitting your best player out for the entire season. Jokes aside, you can have a stacked roster full of guys that are going to show up to play. That maybe if if some if a guy doesn't show up one night, uh, you got three other lines of, of forwards who can who can play well and, and back that up. Or you can be a team like the Montreal Canadiens or the New York Islanders and be playing with the highest amount of chemistry um and a great scheme and great goaltending and and sort of against all odds continue to beat tough teams and and continue to win tough games and and you know win games that you shouldn't win um i think barry trotz
0: has done a really good job with that team as barry well.
1: trotz has probably proven himself to be the best coach in the nhl um in these playoffs And yeah, I don't think that if the blues are going to find themselves in the cup contention um, next year or years moving forward, I I don't think it's going to be like the way that the Tampa Bay Lightning or the Colorado Avalanche do and just, you know, get there based off of sheer talents and, and unstoppable, you know, having an unstoppable force at different positions. Um, I think it would be what got them to the cup final in 2019. And that's um, just chemistry and good scheme. Uh, and most importantly, good goaltending. Uh, not that Tampa hasn't had good goaltending, but Montreal and the Islanders have shown that you don't necessarily need those big names to to you know go punch for punch with the Tampa Bay Lightning or the Colorado Avalanches of the world. You just need you know d- enough depth and enough you know goaltending confidence and defensive confidence to withstand the the fury of these. Big scary teams and, and come away with some gritty wins, and that's what Montreal Canadiens did to make it to the Cup final, and that's what the New York Islanders did to respond from an eight nothing loss and win and force a Game Seven and very well could win tonight and that's their way to the Stanley Cup final as well as the Montreal Canadiens, which who
0: would have predicted that at the beginning of the playoffs? Canadians Islanders Stanley Cup final couldn't be me. I think I read somewhere that Joel Edmondson and Jake Allen basically talked to the Canadians um, about the Stanley Cup playoffs about what it takes to get to the Stanley Cup and win it all. And a large thing that they kind of hit home to the rest of the team was the work ethic that it takes and the marathon that it is. Uh, And I think that's one of the big reasons that you don't need huge names like Nathan McKinnon and you don't need huge names like Mark Stone is because if the entire team works as a cohesive unit and they're all giving 120, 130, 140%, depending on the guy, uh, if everyone's bought into... What they have as a team, the world is yours pretty much, and you see that from the top down with their g m in Montreal, and you see that from the top down uh, with the coaches with everybody on the islanders too it's a it's a mindset, and sometimes I think at the end of the day, it's the work ethic, it's guys doing the little things right It's guys not trying to go out uh, and win a Con Smythe trophy, but guys trying to go out and win a Stanley Cup, guys not being worried about themselves, about their stats, guys being worried about the team. And how the team is doing and putting the team first and I think like I said the Islanders and the Canadians are prime examples of that and so for the St. Louis Blues this offseason to get back to that point I do think that leadership is I wouldn't say it's shaky right now but it's I mean it is so tough to go through a team where you lose David Backus and then like what was four years later you lose Alex Petrangelo too There's not many teams in the NHL that change captains as quickly as the Blues have in the last couple of years. You lose guys like Pat Maroon, who was amazing for the locker room. A lot of guys said we're uh, the favorite player that they ever played with. You lose guys like Alexander Steen, Carl Gunnarsson, uh, who obviously don't have the same big names as a guy like Alex Petrangelo, but they all play a role. Robbie Fabry's gone. So uh, there is a huge turnover from the cup team to the team that we see now Uh, and and Like the players said in their post-game comments after the season, it is very tough to build an identity as a team when you're not even allowed to see each other after games. So hopefully this upcoming season, the reins will be let loose a little bit and this team can finally uh, build some team chemistry. Even if all of that happens and even if all of that falls in line and the stars align and all those things, I still don't think the personnel that the Blues currently have give them the best chance to do what the Islanders have done and do what the Canadians have done. I think one of the biggest things they need to target this offseason is going out and getting a guy that is reliable in his own zone and can hold down the fort. He doesn't have to go out and give you 20 points as a D-man, 40 points as a D-man in the offensive zone. We have enough guys like that. Justin Falk can do it. Vince Dunn can do it if he's still here next season. Uh, Colton Pareko has shown at times that he can be an offensive force. Perunovic waiting in the wings as well. Jake Wallman showed promise. So a lot of the guys that we have on the back end are offensive defensemen. I think we need one guy. And Marco Scandella is probably a defensive defenseman, but he needs some help back there. And so I think going out and acquiring somebody in free agency, via trade, whatever it might be, uh, w- would be crucial for this team to take the next step this season. Someone like... Alec Martinez. Someone like Alec Martinez. I tweeted today. I don't think that it's likely, and I think that's just because the defensive core, I feel like, is making a lot of money as it is, and there's going to be a lot of suitors for Alec Martinez since he led the entire NHL in blocked shots playing for Vegas, going deep in the playoffs, and the offensive production that he had this season. That helps his case as well. So I think there's going to be multiple suitors there, and the Blues don't really want to get into a bidding war when they still have needs uh, to address elsewhere. So as much as I would love to see Alec Martinez on this team and he's still at the top of my target list, I think it's more likely that... Doug Armstrong goes after a guy that he could take a flyer on, maybe take a chance on that's not going to make as much money, but that could potentially give him a positive return on investment. Maybe a guy like Hawk and Paw.
1: I definitely think the Blues would, would benefit from going off after someone who maybe brings a little bit more in the, the non-stat sheet related aspects of the game uh, and save a little money that way. Like you said, a guy that can come in and just be reliable and be a leader. Um, you know, not that not that the Blues were necessarily lacking leadership this season, but it's clear that over these past few seasons they have lost some very very valuable leaders in the locker room, and and just bringing in guys that have you know have experience with with this this league. And while there is a lot of youth on this team, and also a mix of veterans as well, Um, we saw how much guys like Pat Maroon, like you said, and Alex Steen, as much as they might not have been the most impactful on the score sheet, were able to mentor these guys and. And make an impact, like I said, off the score sheet, so I think you you described it perfectly um, there, and as well as much as they would totally love to have Alex Martinez or Alec Martinez on their blue line, um, it might make more sense to get someone a little less prominent, um, but could still have a huge
0: impact. I'll tell you what else has a huge impact is built bar on my taste buds because it's the best tasting protein bar I've personally ever had. They have nine delicious flavors, coconut, coconut almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, and salted caramel. So there's something there for everybody. If you haven't tried all of the flavors, you can get a mixed box where you'll get two of each of the nine flavors. Now, most of the flavors have 17 grams of protein, only 130 calories, only four grams of sugar, and only four grams of net carbs. So you can order today, get that raspberry, get that mint brownie, get whatever flavor you like. You can get them all at BiltBar.com. So use the promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your first order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. When we come back, we're going to wrap up today's episode uh, with some predictions for tonight's matchup between the New York Islanders and my Tampa Bay Lightning. So don't go anywhere. Game seven, Tampa Bay Lightning, New York Islanders. Who are you taking as your locked-on player of the game, and what is the final score? It's
1: been a while. It's been too long. It has been too long. Locked-on player of the game. Can I pick Barry Trotz? I don't think he plays. And if he's going to lace him up, by all means, he might be the most important member of the New York Islanders in terms of their success. And I'm, I'm not being, I'm not being facetious at all. I think that that he has been the reason why they've gotten where they are. But regardless, if I must pick a player, if you're really backing me into this corner and only letting me choose between 36 individuals to choose for my lockdown player of the game, I guess, or or 38, including the goalies. That's a very good question. Maybe I'll take one for each side. Just because I don't, I really don't know how this game's going to go. I think Braden Point for the Tampa Bay Lightning is a pretty obvious choice. He has been maybe their best player throughout this postseason, not even including the ones that they cheated to get onto their roster. It's been um, pure dynamite. Nikita Kucherov. but for the New York Islanders, I'm gonna go Cal Clutterbuck. I think that line has been electric. I think he has been one of the three guys on that line who has just exhausted other teams and made it extremely difficult to play against. And he fits the role perfectly of what we were talking about before the break in guys that don't necessarily show up on the stat sheet but bring so, so much to their team um, in in so many different ways that aren't just goals and assists. So maybe Cal Clutterbuck, a.k.a. that entire line, Um, would be my pick for the islanders if i had to give a score prediction my heart says the islanders my brain says the lightning i'm thinking it's gonna be like a four to two four to three finish maybe like an empty netter in there i'll probably pick the lightning but i hope that the islanders can prove me wrong
0: i'm gonna take the lightning i'm gonna say five to two as my prediction for locked on player of the game I'm not going to go Braden Point, even though I do think that is obviously the very obvious answer here. Uh, he's a con Smythe favorite if the Lightning do go to the Stanley Cup. But for me, I think a cooler story would be this guy coming in, scoring a hat trick maybe after sitting out for all the playoffs last year, except for one game, if I'm not mistaken. And that player is Steven Stamkos. So I think if Kucherov cannot go or Kucherov is not 100%, I think Steven Stamkos is going to have to take the brunt of putting this team on his back and really try to figure out the stifling defense that is the New York Islanders. But don't get it twisted. If the Islanders do win, I mean, watching them get excited about this team, watching their fans react to all of these games and like, I think that's the Islanders haven't been this good in I can't remember the last time they were this good, so. Certainly never heard anything about the New York Islanders' uh, security straff trying to arrest a child. So, like I said, uh, 5-2 prediction. I think the Tampa Bay Lightning come away victorious, but if I'm going to pick a locked-on player for the Islanders, I think a lot of it's going to have to do with Varlamov because, I mean, anytime there's an 8 nothing score against you in the Stanley Cup playoffs, it shows you kind of what happens when a goalie's not, Completely on. At the end of the day, the goalie's going to have to make some saves uh, that he's not expected to make. And I think for the most part, both goalies uh, for the Islanders have done a good job of that in this series. But I think they're going to need to definitely do that tonight against a Tampa Bay Lightning team that is hungry and wants to go back to back. So, like I said, Var- Varlamov for the Islanders and Steven Stamkos for the Tampa Bay Lightning. Those are my locked on players of the game. Hopefully, Josh and I can kind of get a repeat of the Super Bowl. It was my Chiefs versus Josh's Tom Brady. And now we could potentially have (laughs) my Tom Brady. And and now we could potentially have my Tampa Bay Lightning versus Josh's Montreal Canadiens. So,
1: yeah, there
0: you go. And I lost a lot of money on the last one, so maybe I can make some money this time. We'll see. But I think that's all the time we have for today. So thank you guys so much for tuning in to the Locked on Blues podcast. Make sure you hit that follow or subscribe button on whatever platform you're currently listening to. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at Locked on Blues. You can follow me on Twitter and Spotify Green Room at Twelter15. You can follow Josh on Twitter and Spotify Green Room at Josh Hyman. NHL. But like I said, thank you guys so much for listening. And as always, let's go Blues.